0: Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello there. So today I am going to talk about inner child work and why this is long-term work, and can feel like really tough work that we're doing. Um, So first of all, all, I'll talk a little bit about what inner child work is. Um, So you may have heard of this term or heard about like inner child wounds and different pieces like that. And these are typically wounds or tough experiences that we have from childhood. So Uh, They might be related to attachment wounds from our upbringing, um, our difficult experiences that typically stem from a young age in life. Uh, If you're more curious about like attachment wounding and attachment trauma, I have a handful of episodes. On my podcast about that so you can learn a little bit more about what attachment trauma is, how that can show up, what we can do with that, and this is related to that. So this episode, I think, really also talks about how working through attachment trauma or attachment wounding is really tough work, Uh, but essentially what we are doing when we are working on some attachment trauma pieces is we're often doing a lot of inner child work. And so we're going to know that we need to work on these pieces when we maybe have unhelpful narratives or messages that we tell ourselves, right? So this might be really high self expectations, um, it might be a really tough inner critic. It might be lots of worry or stories that we tell ourselves about like other people not accepting us or caring about us. So these can come off as like all or none messages or just like things that we tell ourselves that feel really limiting and that keep us stuck. So if you notice some self-talk, whether it be around safety or acceptance or self-worth, that that might take some, some curiosity to explore like... Where did this show up? And a lot of time when I'm working with clients, you know, when I ask, hey, where did this start? Like, can you remember how long this has been going on? Most of the time, the answer is, this is like something I've always experienced, something from a young age. Uh, Because how we learn to view ourselves and to view the world and our relationships typically stems from our upbringing, right? With our caregivers, our parents, or other people that are close to us. It might even be teachers or friends or others in our surrounding that shape how we view ourselves and how we view the world. Um, And so if those things are feeling tough, then we might have some inner child work to do. So as I said, this is often really related to attachment trauma, attachment wounds. Um, And so I think that's important to be mindful of and explore. And so often when you're working with this, I recommend working through it with a therapist uh, because it is tough work. And there's only so much we can do on our own like DIY uh, for our own mental health and certainly there's lots of things that we can do and if we have supportive friends or family that we can process things through that's wonderful but sometimes it is really helpful to have a therapist that maybe isn't close to our story of our experience that maybe has an outside perspective and, and certainly an experience working with trauma and attachment relationships that might be able to see these themes and these patterns for us a little bit easier than someone else in our life might and so that's why I think therapy can be really helpful and that's what I do as a therapist I love working with these kind of attachment wounds, this inner child work is a huge piece of what I do. Uh, it's not even often, I mean, I guess a lot of the times now people, people know my niche, my specialty, and they come to me to work on that. But there's also a lot of times where people will show up with anxiety or self-worth issues or, you know, different things that they're working through in, in life. And we can identify some of these attachment wounds that really connect to other areas that they're struggling. So. All that to say, this is just so much more common than maybe we think. Um, And it doesn't mean that you had horrible parents or horrible upbringing or different pieces. Sometimes it does. Um, But I think a lot of the time it's just, we live in a world that's tough and we don't all know how to hold space for others and we get wounds from that. And that's a normal and tough part of life. And we can all have some room to grow. So inner child work is long-term work and it is, it's, I, I tell clients this all the time. I think it is some of the toughest work that we can do because it's not necessarily this thing of like, okay, go home, try this coping skill and it's going to feel great, right? So for example, if, um someone is working on changing a habit and you teach them a skill to like help them connect to their intention of this habit and I don't know maybe it's like wake up earlier and do this self-care routine and like okay I did that and I practiced these skills and it felt really lovely in that moment Um, of course that is not always as easy as I'm making it sound right now, but it's, you know, a little more straightforward, right? If I want to introduce this habit in my life and then I practice some skills to do it, I'm most likely going to feel some instant reward, right? It might not make everything feel better, but I, I get this feeling of like, ah, okay, yep, this is what I need to keep doing. And this feels nice. Our inner child work and attachment trauma work doesn't often feel like that. It can sometimes be the stuff that feels a little bit worse before it starts feeling better. So when we are starting some of this inner child work, we might be working through to identify some of these unhelpful narratives, these stories that you live your life by and view yourself in the world by. So first we start by like unpacking like, okay, what are these myths, these narratives that aren't realistic, aren't true, aren't authentic, but are controlling your life. And identifying those is hard enough, right? That takes time. It's not going to be something we can necessarily always like identify and unpack in one session. It might take several sessions to really get to the root of like, okay, what stories um, what stories are running my life and you know, controlling the way that I hold space for myself. And this isn't always easy. Sometimes we have sticky things that really attach us to it. So if we feel like uh, our worth is dependent on how others accept or don't accept us, that might be a hard thing to identify as something that is false. It might be something that really has a grip on us. And so it might take a lot of time and a lot of unpacking of experiences and your therapist might have to challenge some of these perspectives and help you explore some alternative perspectives to really get to this place where you say, oh, yep, I am holding my self-worth based on acceptance of others and that's not how I want to continue doing it. That can that alone can feel really tough. So that might take some time. And again, isn't probably going to be something that feels good right away, right? Sometimes in sessions with clients, when we start identifying these things, gosh, it can bring up a lot of wounding, right? Like these uh, expectations that we hold for ourselves that are really strict and rigid and tough, sometimes are protective factors, right? So they might be these things that it's like, no, this is how I survived when I was younger. This is how I got through really tough experiences was to predict what other people were going to want from me and do that and meet those needs. And so identifying that that is related to some wounding brings up some tough, tough, tough emotions. It can bring up experiences around trauma and grief and lots of stuff that feels messy so even just starting this work identifying what these inner child wounds are can feel really painful it's really beautiful and really important work but it is hard work and again it's not the kind of work that you're going to have one therapy session and feel like oh I've really made some progress and I'm feeling motivated and confident like you might be feeling like oh yep, I'm hitting on some big themes and this felt like a meaningful session but it also felt like a really hard session and it feels heavy right so that is a common thing and, and I like to really let my clients know that when they're doing this hard work to really let them know it's normal for this to feel tough It. Isn't you doing something wrong? It's not you being stuck. It's not an indicator that you have so much wrong with you that you just don't deserve to feel better. It is, nope, it is hard work. And you're doing this meaningful work. And it's so courageous and wonderful that you're doing it. And it's hard. And it's kind of supposed to feel tough. Like, that's just the reality of it. it, is it does feel tough. Um, but yeah, so once I get through this first tough phase of identifying these unhelpful narratives and and there might be lots of processing and holding space for and validating like lots of lots of work that we need to do as we just identify like what is keeping me stuck what what is these what are these inner child wounds then we get into the phase where we start to explore like what are our authentic values and goals and this might feel a little bit lighter because we might have unpacked some of these unhelpful narratives enough to start to connect to okay what does feel authentic for me I know when I'm in the midst of this, sometimes I do feel a little bit lighter. I might feel a little bit more connected to who I am um, and what is important to me and what motivates me, but it doesn't always feel easy, right? I think there's there can still be lots of heaviness here and it's not easy work. I think it's important to recognize that this can feel really scary. So I'll use the same example of All right, let's say we identified this unhelpful narrative of, okay, my self-worth is dependent on um, the acceptance of others or lack of acceptance of others. And so we're working on unlearning that and maybe we are learning some new values, some new goals, and maybe that is to say, I am inherently and fully worthy and I am worthy even when other people don't accept me. Right, and so maybe some actions that come with this are maybe I start to just be more of my authentic self. Maybe I'm holding some boundaries that are important to me in my relationships. Maybe I'm a bit more honest in sharing what is important to me, sharing what I want out of my relationships and what I want in life, right? like These can be really vulnerable and scary things, and sometimes people don't accept us, right? Um I, I want to say a lot of the time we can get really surprised by, like, oh gosh, when I actually show up vulnerably, people really accept it and, and validate and hold space for it. So that uh, outcome is definitely possible and is so much more common than we think. But there are some times where people do have a hard time accepting it. Or maybe someone is really used to us. Uh, predicting their needs and meeting those needs before they even express it, right? Maybe they got really accustomed to that and when we stop doing it, um, they might not be like a, a bad person or have any bad intentions by struggling with that, right? They might have some of their own work that they're learning and, and needing to get into, but they might struggle with it and it might brush up against some tough feelings and those might interact with us, right? So sometimes even when we are working on Our true values and goals and these things that can feel really lovely. It can also feel really tough. We might not get this reinforcement because it it can feel really scary. We have to practice living, you know, for this example, we're we're maybe practicing living in a world where yep, other people don't have to accept me. And if we show up as our raw self, there might be fewer people that do accept us. And then we have to practice. I'm still worthy, and that's a scary thing, and so this is another chunk of the work that we do, and really, like, this is why it's long-term work, because it takes so much practice. There's so much insight that we have to go in for ourselves and explore, Um, and then there is also so much work that we are practicing, that we are doing, and it's, it's kind of its own little bit of exposure therapy, right? We are exposing ourselves and practicing, okay, what is it like to not have control over how others see me? What is it like to let some of these things go? And I have to practice feeling uncomfortable. And I have to practice the message that I am worthy and I am okay and I am safe even when I feel uncomfortable. So that practice stuff, as you can imagine, um, I know even as I'm talking about it, I feel a little bit uncomfortable. So I'm guessing some of you listening to this might be like, oh gosh, I don't want to do that, right? I I, I don't want to be doing this work and feeling all this discomfort. I don't want to feel so vulnerable and so scared. Um, And you're not alone. It is scary. It is hard. And again, that is why I think doing this with a therapist can be really helpful because we can have this like trusted person who is seeing our worth and reminding us of our worth. And I think a therapist is a great person to practice this with, right? And I think it, it is important that we have some safe people in our life when we're navigating this, when we're practicing this, who can keep us grounded to our, our values and our goals uh, whether that be a therapist or maybe you also have like some trusted friends or family that get it, that you can process this with too. I think that's always wonderful when we also have that too. But it's hard and it's scary and it takes time. And so here's why it's long-term work. Not only is does it just take a long time to unpack this stuff and identify what we want and start practicing it, but it's these are themes that are going to often repeatedly show up in our life. So if you've done a lot of work on, hey, I'm fully worthy regardless of how others do or don't accept me, that might be a theme that shows up again in tough moments. So even if you gain some confidence in it and, and some comfort in it and really accept this, there are going to be times in your life where that shows up again. All right, let's say you um, later on you, you move to a new town and you're starting new relationships, or maybe you become a parent, or you're starting a new job in a totally different field. So these are all areas where we're in big life transitions, and I think life transitions are a really common area where these old themes show up. So that's why this is long-term work, because these themes are going to show up again. If you're in a new relationship, you're going to be navigating these all over again. Luckily, you've got lots of great practice, so it's not going to feel quite as raw as the very first time you did it, most likely, but you are stepping into some of this old work, right? You're having to maybe identify, oh, what narratives are showing up for me now? And how do I reconnect to these values and goals that are important to me? And now how do I practice feeling vulnerable in it? and so we got to do it over and over again and I want to put that out there as this really important piece of having to work through the same themes again does not mean you are regressing it doesn't mean you've taken 10 steps back it doesn't mean that the work that you've done is worthless it means you're human and these themes show up again they do for me, certainly. They do for everybody I know. Um, I haven't met anyone who is like, nope, I worked on this, and then I you know, get to brush my hands of it, and I'm, I'm clear, I'm good. Uh, themes show up again for us, and that's just the way life is, and I don't mean to say that in like, just get over it, it's fine. Um, it's a tough part of life. It's tough to have to do the same themes over and over again. But as we practice, again, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, maybe like 80 to 90% of the time, it's going to be a bit easier. I know for me, with my own unhelpful narratives that tend to show up, I can identify them most of the time. I can identify them pretty quickly and I can pause and check in with what I need to check in with and I can reach out for support because I've gotten practice with that or I know, hey, I need to set up a session with my therapist to talk through this because it's feeling a little tricky. So when we continue to practice, it's almost always going to feel easier than it did the first time. There might be some really tough moments or experiences that it feels really tough again. That's true. But as we keep practicing, most of the time it gets lighter. But it's long-term work that we're always going to be doing. And I say that to just normalize that this can feel tough and that you are not a failure for it feeling tough. That's just the the reality of it. So you're working on this your whole life. It's long-term work. And the beautiful part of that is we always get to learn more about ourselves, right? So while humans, right, like things that are important to us might remain fairly consistent over time, they also change, right? Our priorities change. uh, We might have a shift in our values, uh, actions that are important to us or areas of life, right? We have different seasons of life and it's normal for those to change. So the beauty of these wounds these tough themes repeating themselves and showing up for us again is we get to pause and get curious and learn a little bit more about ourselves and how we want to apply some some new more helpful narratives so that's that's really all I have to say on this topic for now I could go on for several hours because this is the stuff I love uh but I think this um covers at least the groundwork of inner child work is long-term work it's tough work it can be painful work but it is from my perspective and I'm biased because it's my my niche my area uh, but I think it is the most beautiful work that we do because it can impact every single part of our life and it can really change how we feel about ourselves and how we live in the world and that is I think the most beautiful thing that we can do. So inner child work, it's tough. It's long-term work, but it is so transformative and so beautiful. So I hope you enjoyed that. And let me know if you have questions on this or if there are other areas that you'd like to learn more about. Um, Or, you know, I think this is just a great thing of like, if this resonates with you and you're not seeing a therapist right now or doing this work, this is a great moment to start to get curious about that. and I think in some upcoming episodes, I'll maybe talk about the process of starting therapy. I have some episodes on that, but I'll, I'll get a little bit more into that in some upcoming episodes too. So stay tuned if you're curious about therapy and that feels a little bit scary. Um, yeah. And I will, I will sign off with that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.